This is Channel 253. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. you down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life work family and the pursuit of an anti-racist community hi i'm audrey and i'm melanie what What say say you hey sister hey hey sister how are you i am so good did you have a good week I did. I'm still alive, so that's always a good thing. (laughs) Amen for that. Well, let's just jump in our conversation. What say you this week? Well, I want to talk about a miniseries that I watched. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you it moved me to my core, and you know, I've already told you a little bit and and you haven't seen it yet. I have not seen it. And that's okay. You going to say what it is? I'm going to say what it is. It's called When They See Us. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen them. Have you heard about <laughs> Just, Have you heard yes, about it? Yes, I've heard about it. It's, that's why I haven't seen it. Because I don't want to see it. Because I don't want to be mad. I don't want to confront. I just don't want to see it anymore. I don't need to know that the Central Park Five boys got railroaded. I don't I don't need to know the gory details. I know it was wrong. And I am afraid that I'm gonna go back to the seventies in my mind when Roots, Roots came, came out. Came out. And then mm-hmm. all the progress that I've made to love everybody, it's just going to go out the window. So I don't want to see it. I'm sorry. That sounds... It's okay. I'm listening to myself even say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, why are you saying that? Because you shouldn't refuse education. It's... You know, I. so anyway, girl, help me. I'm going to help you. Okay, help me. Because I, first of all, I felt the same way. I kept hearing about it and hearing about it, and I'm like, mm-mm, nope, not me. I mean, I still haven't seen, what is that, 12 Years a Slave? Oh, I, I refuse to watch that. Mm-mm. Ever since uh, going back to Roots, mm-hmm. that scarred me. Mm-hmm. Scarred, not scared. And uh, so I wasn't going to watch cause, because I thought, I've already lived through it. Mm-hmm. We lived through it. That was oh, it was only back in the in the uh, late eighties. I think it was eighty nine. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's it would be. This was this was my thought. It's not like I could learn anything from it. I already knew. I already knew. We, yeah, we lived it. We lived it on the television in the newspaper. So I I had I felt the same way, and then. I decided, no, I need to see what, because I kept hearing so much about it on the, on the, uh, the, the news and the, and the uh, different uh, morning shows. And then they interviewed uh, 
Ava uh, Duvernay. Duvernay. She's uh-huh. the she's the one that directed it, and then there was also there was all this chatter about it. So I decided that I was going to watch it. Well, for our listeners that may not know what it is, what is the storyline here in When They See Us, as you know it? When They See Us is about a famous case. You may have heard of the Central Park jogger that was raped back in the late 80s. White a, woman. a young a young white woman uh, was raped allegedly by five young black teenagers, if you will. And these teenagers were without any physical evidence tying them to the crime, without any eyewitness testimony, without any anything other than the coerced confessions that the prosecuting attorney uh, made them confess. They beat these kids. Mm -hmm. They interviewed them without representation from uh, any lawyer or their parents. Their parents. What? They had those kids for 20-something hours interrogating them, and, and, and finally they confessed to something that they did not do. Well, see, that's what that. See, I'm mad right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's that is exactly why I didn't, don't, and have not watched it. Back in the day when it was happening, I knew that that was some mess. I knew that going through that it was some mess, mm-hmm. and so I feel traumatized then and traumatized now. I'm not trying to make this about me, please. I just have chosen not to. I don't want to see it. Well, let me tell you something. So it's part four. There's four parts to it. It's again, and it's on Netflix. I watched part one. And part one was the hardest for me to watch. I had to take it in doses because part one is when they lay out what happened. Mm-hmm. They re, they, they're reenacting what happened and part one is where you see the beginning of the travesty mm. where they have these young the the backstory to this is those boys were in the park as part of a, a a large group of young people in the park that night just hanging out mm-hmm. all teenagers Corey Weiss was 14 years old so you got 14 15 16 year olds hanging out in the park a large group of them playing music. You know, back then there's a boombox and everything. Mm-hmm. At the same time in Central Park, and you know Central Park is huge. There's also another group, uh, not a large group like that, and not black kids. Mm-hmm. There's some other teenagers hanging out that were harassing people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the black kids; they was on the other side of the park. But they're so um, these this other group of, of teenagers are harassing people. Um, push some guy off a bike, you know, oh just doing goodness. some doing really stupid teenage stuff. 
when the jogger was discovered, the jogger was discovered on not on the side of the park where the boys were, uh-huh. the black boys. They were di- that uh, they were di- that jogger was discovered on the other side of the park. However, when the police came, the police came. Well, the black boys, hey, what you going to do when you see the police? You going to run. You going to run. Uh-huh. You going to run. Immediately. You black in America. Now, run. I can't run anymore. And I never did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Yes. But it, was, it, it wasn't a thing for them not to run. So you got about 30, 30 boys, 30 kids out there, black kids. The police come. They start running. The police arbitrarily, they can't chase them all because they don't have enough police out there. Right? They didn't get the boys then. Mm. They didn't get them. They, they, they outran the boys, they, outran the, them? All, everybody outran them. Oh. You know, there was a few here and there, but not these five. They did not get those five then. I see, I mm-hmm. see. The next day, the prosecutor, Linda, I keep forget her last name, but uh, actually, she's the district attorney, so she's the one she's that the assigns the mm-hmm. prosecution. The DA tells, gives the order that you guys go out there telling the police force, y'all go out there and you round up every black boy you can find. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Round them up. That was foul from the beginning. Oh, it was see, from the that's very. That's why be- I didn't even want. I... See, if that you... that was in episode one. This is in episode okay, see, one. That... Okay. This is an episode one. I'm mad already. I'm sitting here, my blood pressure boiling. So they go out, the police go out, and they round up. They're just, they see young black boy walking down the street. Hey, where are you going? What are you doing? You're supposed to be in school. You know, let me see your ID. Well, all mm. I have is my student ID. Well, let me see that. How old are you? And then they just give them the business and mm. put them in the car. Well, you coming down, and if they didn't have their student ID, then you you going to the you know going to the station mm. for no reason. Mm. The tragedy: these five boys did not know. Uh, two of them knew each other, but they did not all. They weren't some five boys that group. you know grew together and and brothers all, hanging out. Yeah, they yeah. they weren't that. The youngest one, Corey Weiss, fourteen years old. He's walking with his best friend, and they wind up taking the best friend in. Mm. Corey says, ask the best friend, hey, do you want me to go with you? Because the best friend was scared. He was mm-hmm. only 15, and the best friend is crying. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, can you come with me? He said, okay. So mm. then he gets... He gets in the car and goes down with his best friend. And when you fast forward to the trial and all, because I'm not going to, I can't sit up here and talk about the whole thing. But you pass fast forward to the trial, to the sentencing, to today. That baby, Corey, mm. 14 years old. He wound up in the mess. They start. They included him. They the, they the whole conspiracy. They drug him. They he drug didn't him. even do he anything. None of them did anything. Except none of them for did. being black. Yep. 
None of them did anything. Let's just say that. Let's be very, very, very clear on that. Not one of those babies did anything other than be black and be in the wrong place and, and, at the and, wrong time and 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 and, soci- and not not uh, economically in a position to have attorneys that could Question. effectively stand up stand them. up for them mm-hmm. right but this baby Corey, 14 years old he got convicted along with the rest of them he is the one that they sent to Rikers Island. Hardcore. Hardcore adult penitentiary. He is the one that wound up serving the most time. And he is the one that today, because you know they were all, they finally won the appeals and all, well, and they were acquitted based on evidence because someone else, the real rapist wound up in coincidentally in prison with one of the central park five. Mm. And he, he could finally confessed. Mm. That's how they became. That's how they were exonerated. But anyway, Corey to this day is messed up. He, Oprah has a follow-up, had a follow-up show called when they see us now and all five of the men now grown men were on there and Corey, that youngest one it made me cry well you look like you want to cry right now i do because I, that I'm baby i'm still mad though that, I, I'm, uh, I'm i'm i am i'm sad I'm past. So how do how do you saw all four episodes? Mm -hmm. How and how can this be? I don't understand how a system can be so flawed, or how does it happen that a district attorney and the police and everyone could make up something so uh, false and get it through a system and nobody detects it? At all. Well, tell me about that. Because I'm mad. When I learned two things. When the entire system is corrupt, when you have corruption at every stepping point, every stop point. So the DA can't do this without the police being in it. Right. The police can't do this without the their supervision their area of supervision in it the DA can't do this without the judge mm-hmm. do you understand I do understand when all the connection points are corrupt and you couple that with you couple it with when you look at the backstory of the the um family environments that these kids were in they were all very diverse most of them did not have the economic means 
to pursue this. One of the young men, his when they had him in the police station, he came. The, the father came down, very loving father. Mm-hmm. The father came down with the grandmother, and but the father had to go to work. Yep. Because if he didn't go to work, he wouldn't get paid. And if he didn't get fa- paid, he, so he was caught between a rock and a hard spot. So he left the grandmother there who didn't Did speak, speak English. I was just getting ready to say, did she speak English? No. So parental representation technically was yes. in the room. Uh-huh. But when those when those detectives were... Um, telling that boy that he did it and he was saying that he didn't and they were going, yes, you did, and you're going to sign this paper. And the grandmama just sitting there. She, she just looking, she, don't she know. doesn't know what's going on. And then they're threatening him. If you don't confess, then we're going to take, we're going to, you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life anyway. Mm. If you confess, you have, you know, we'll give you a shorter sentence. And they kept going, I, he kept going, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And eventually, and you don't feed them, you mm. beat them. Mm. When the grandmama walk out, they beat them. Mm. That's how it happens. Oh another, goodness. oh, oh, another young man, his daddy's there. His daddy is there. Came from a, a two-parent family, and he and his, they're all close, mama, daddy, and the, and the, and the young man. And... So the daddies, the mama and daddy go down there and they're like, you know, you 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 better you let him go. I know y'all not up in here, you know, uh, talking know to our right. son like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But check this out. The dad is in the hallway and he asks, uh, he's he's in the hallway and one of the detectives comes out, one of the detectives that had been interviewing the son, mm-hmm. interrogating, I should say. And that detective comes out and starts chit-chatting about, hey, you know, where you work? Oh, yeah, I hear you got a you know, good job, blah, blah, blah. Well, do they know about your past? Oh, no. Hey, by the way, did you check felon when you applied for that job? Oh, no. What? Yes. Okay. So that detective tells the dad... If you want to make it easy on your son, it's better that he confesses. Mm. And then dad's like, my son didn't do it. It'll probably be better for everybody if he confesses, if you know what I mean. Mm. Did you check that box? Mm. And the dad uh, crumbled? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That's a whole lot for me to unpack right now. Why don't we just pause for a minute and... uh, Hear from our sponsors, and we'll come back to this. Let's do that. This is Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 sister podcast, We Art Tacoma. Channel 253 is sponsored by our friends at Tacoma Arts Live. Since 1979, Tacoma Arts Live has been the steward of our publicly owned theaters, the Pantages, the Rialto, and the Theater on the Square. Got that? They are ours. And the team of Tacoma Arts Live makes sure that they stay that way for decades to come. Since 2006, Tacoma Arts Live has been working on an ambitious schedule to renovate these iconic buildings. Take just the Pantages. First, they expanded the lobby, upgraded the seismic, and took care of other behind-the-scenes needs. 
A couple years ago, they completed the refurbishment of the exterior of the building. And just this past year, Tacoma Arts Live unveiled the renovated Pantages Auditorium itself, now returned to the historic grandeur it looked like when it was built more than a century ago. If you haven't seen it yet, it looks amazing. And the new seats are very comfy too. This attention is not just to look good. These buildings are not fragile pieces of China to be marveled at on the shelf. They must be ready to serve the community and the resident arts organizations that rely on them. And that's what Tacoma Arts Life strives for, day in and day out. If you haven't visited your newly renovated Pantages Theater yet, visit TacomaArtsLive.org and find a show. My thanks to Tacoma Arts Live for their support of Channel 253. Well, we're back now, sister. I had a chance to exhale on that. That was deep what you're talking about with the Central Park Five. No, I'm not going to even say Central Park Five because that was the term that the media put on them, right? Correct. Yeah, Yeah, we don't know. No, we don't say that. That was the, that was all about making them be what they weren't. And that... Monsters and not humans. Monsters and not humans. And guilty. And guilty. And guilty. They grouped them. It's easy to do it if you group them all in a in a pack. In a pack. And um, then talk about them as as savages. But let's just talk about what, what did you get out of it? Why did you feel? Because I'm still not convinced that mm-hmm. I'm going to watch this. Uh, but what I do, just hearing about it, what it does solidify for me is that I know that that thing that is the president of the United States, I don't even, I can't even say person, that person, that, 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 Let's just, just say that, that. Just say, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, who is in the White House, <laughs> yes, that who is in the White House, took out an, an ad mm-hmm. in the newspaper and just really uh, incited the nation to hate it's these young men and and even today stands by yes uh, the you know his assertions that they're guilty yes. even though the evidence says otherwise I I'm disgusted by that so let me tell you why I'll tell you why I, and I'm disgusted as well. I've been perpetually disgusted about that person. With that said, what made me watch it, and let me back up and say, it took me two days to finish episode one. And then I stepped away from it for a week. I just stepped away from it. I could not. It was hard. Hard to hear. Hard hard to watch. Hard to process. All of the above. Yep. All of the above. Episode one, watching it all unfold. Yes, I remember when it happened. Yes, I remember the news stories. Yes, I remember living through it as it was happening. What had not happened is seeing it and understanding the backstories and connections of family. Mm-hmm. I did not know that they didn't know each other. Mm. I did not know that the, you know, about the the, the two boys being friends, mm-hmm. and that's how the randomness of 
how one's life can change in an instant. In an instant. I what was hardest is for me to see these babies and you, you'll notice I keep calling them you babies. Call them babies, yep. Because they were babies. And not one of them was any kind of bad kid. And and seeing that they had families and what their families were going through it hurt the most to watch them go from carefree babies mm, just not a care with in the aspirations world. Doing good in school, playing the trumpet, hanging out with your daddy. Yeah, you got a daddy. Watching them go from that to what happened to them. That mm. hurt the most. So it, I had to step away from episode, after episode one and process that. I kept thinking about Jaylene, mm-hmm. your granddaughter, my, my grandniece. She's 12. Yep. But that's not that much younger than they are. And that that can happen. But the what hurt, innocence. The innocence, gone. Gone. What hurt me the most, but what also drove me the most to watch the rest of the episodes, is that the realization that this still happens today. Okay, just see, in a different way. Just in a... Yes. And I'm not going to turn a blind eye. Okay. And, and I need to... I mean, I have the luxury of choosing whether or not to see something that real life people went babies went through and are still going through this today. So at the for me, I persevere. I was like, girl, you just watching. You didn't live it. You're not uh-huh. even that's, living it. You would you right I'm not strong enough to watch it. Girl, you're sitting on your couch. Yeah. You better get woke. That was my that that was my um, my internal internal process. Episodes two, three, and four were two was hard. They were all hard for different reasons. The yeah, I believe I recommend that everybody, everybody who cares about the state of our inhumanity towards others. Mm-hmm. If you really care, you really care, you will watch this. If nothing else, as a reminder, there is still work to do. Yeah. This is this is 20 something years later and the same stuff is happening. This is 20 something years later and the man that took out the full page ad is president. Asked for, called for the death penalty. Is president. And incited others to hate these babies. Is president. That man is president. Is president. What the hell? And if you watch. When they see us, if you watch this and then and they and they show what they showed footage. Oh, they showed footage because mm-hmm. that was all part of the story. Right. Yeah. That was they headline grabbing. Absolutely. So when you watch this. When they see us. And then you think. 
some of you still voted for him all these years later in spite of that hate, mm-hmm. in spite of that. And it and today, even though those boys have been uh, exonerated and they've been out and they're men now and they've moved on and they sued and they won some money, one of the questions was, because Oprah has had a follow-up show when they see us now on her own network with all of the the five now grown. And she asked them, did the money help? Because they sued and they won. Uh, Who did they sue? They sued the city. City of New York? Mm -hmm. Yep. But every one of the five said the money helped so we don't have to struggle financially, but it did absolutely nothing for the emotional and psychological damage. We'll never be able to mm-hmm. we'll never be you able to go back. You can't fix that. So when you think about what happened to those babies now men and you think about what that person that's in the White House did back then, and you think about what that person that's in the White House continues to do, saying that he stands by that they were guilty. I ask you, I I can't wrap my brain around why anybody would vote or support that person in the White House unless they're just like him. Yeah. And and this has to be harsh words for the listener right yeah. now. If there's any doubt um about the innocence of these young men and all that they or these men now and all that they suffered. If there's any doubt and 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 in present time in real time right now that person in the white house is still denying that they are innocent still promoting hate what's the matter with you why why is it that you're going to support or believe in this person when this truth is right here in your face Mm -hmm. so what's at the root of this let's not um I dislike this person because the person is not a, a nice person. This this person is not even human in their feelings. You know, there's no humanity there. Right. And so if you can talk about women as a piece of property, you know, let's add it all up. Mm-hmm. The, just the way that women are spoken about and now just this blatant, blatant racist rhetoric. hmm and we're still saying that this guy is okay. We put the butt there. There's no buts. There's no but. I um So yeah, it's harsh talk, but it's it's real talk. We it's what's going on with you if you think that this is okay. Anybody and that's why I really encourage everyone, please, please watch that watch this. Please watch it. When they see us on Netflix, you have to. If you want 
to be part of the solution, then you have to be fearless in seeking understanding of what is happening today. And this series will show you that even though these events occurred 20-something-odd years ago, they are still happening today. Today. And that's the takeaway. Today. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. And if you want to be part of the solution, then you will watch this and say, I will not allow anyone to be degraded or mistreated in my presence. And I will always be the advocate of justice. And keep in mind, I will not stand on the sidelines and keep my mouth shut when I see and hear micro and macro aggressions, whether someone is watching me or not, I am always going to be the proponent of treating er everyone equally and fairly, regardless of what, how it will affect me. Mm -hmm. And so before we go though, I'm, I'm still curious about the young man's father. Oh. How did that, how did that even play out and what happened when the young man learned that his, of his father's role? Well, it, he The father went, after the detective came out, the father went into the interrogation room where his son was, and he told him, you need to confess. And the boy was, Daddy, mm. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I know you didn't do it, but I need you to confess. And it was a very dramatic, heart-rendering, oh, my God, heart-wrenching, I should say, scene but that's how the young that's how that's how the boy wound up confessing. His daddy mm -hmm. told him to. So mm -hmm. then you're like, "Oh my god. That was painful." Fast forward, it I I can't tell you everything, but it will you will see how, how that goes. plays out through the through the um parts 2, 3 and 4, how it plays out for the boy, how it plays out for the daddy, and how it plays out for the mom. You will see that. All right. Yes. Well, on that note, what I'll say is I'll watch it. Yay. Yeah. You can take it. Okay. You may have to take breaks like I did, but you can take it. And I'll be interested to to hear what yeah. emotions you felt. I'm committed to the work, as you said. Um, if we're committed to the work, then you're, you're insisting that we watch. So... I am committed to anti-racist education, and I take you up on on your suggestion. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to still be mad. Well, you know what? Let me tell you. Interestingly enough, mad, I was more sad than mad. I was more determined than mad determined meaning because you know when I watch TV I live by myself so I'd be up there talking to the television <laughs> <laughs> and I was like there were many parts where I was oh no mm -mm. oh hell no mm -mm. nope 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 you know what 
mm-mm. If that was my son, I would have done, you let me see somebody getting mistreated. I'm going to jump right up in there. Oh, well, no, but you know, mommy said sometimes you got to sit back because you just... <laughs> you was <laughs> you doing all of that. Oh, I was just talking. I was talking because it just made me it more... motivated you. More, yeah. more passionate and committed to not be afraid to speak up. To speak up. Okay. Yes. Well... I think we should end on that. Don't be afraid to speak up. There is nothing more important than the life of another human being. Mm. And if you don't speak up out of fear, and I'm using air quotes, out of fear of, oh, well, I don't know if if they'll think that I'm, you know, what they're going to think about me if I say something. You know what? I don't care anymore Mm-mm. because I don't care. When they see me is what they need to be worried about. Sounds like what we said a few episodes ago. Frankly, my dear, I don't don't give give a damn. That's truth. That's truth. Peace. We're out. Drop the mic. Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.